Bad snap. Bobble oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Welcome back into the Green and White Report, Ryan Collins. You're not going to hear my boy TV's voice today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. He should be back next week. No, just a little minor setback for a major comeback, as they say, I guess. I don't know. But I, filling in is our extraordinary producer, Henry Mendoz. How are we doing, Hank? Hey, hey here we are. We're, we're going to do it. Bid time. Bid time for Hank. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stepping up in the... I'm going to, you know, capitalize on this opportunity and we're going <laughs> to yeah. have Trent ride off in the sunset, you know? <laughs> Trent's on the hot seat, apparently, according yep. to Hank. But I'm coming for him. Unfortunately, this is not 11 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Michigan State has tightened protocols for COVID again. So it looks like we're not going to be in the studio for at least the next two weeks. So hopefully it's just a minor setback for a major combat. That's That might as well... Should just be the title of this episode, I guess, Hank. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, it sucks, whatever. It is what it is. But everyone's being smart and safe. So, we'll do that as more people get COVID on campus. That's why we are not doing that. And we're suspending our in-person operations. So, we'll see when we get back in the studio. Hoping to get back soon because last week's episode was so much fun. But, and no one else was not as, not as fun as last week's episode, Hank. Watching Michigan State play basketball. The last four days. Uh, I would extend that even farther than the last four days, maybe the past four or five weeks even. <laughs> you know, it's just been. They haven't won a basketball game in 28 days, I believe. Yeah, January 5th, they beat um, Rutgers, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, this uh... – Let's just jump into it. Michigan State gets hammered again. Not a close basketball game. There was a moment there in the second half where they cut it to nine after an Aaron Henry steal. You're like, oh, maybe like they could figure out a way to win this game. No. They, Ohio State was in control the whole time. and I, It's just they're not a good team. They're really not. And, and I've been on the bandwagon that this team has talent. This team, They'll figure it out, somehow make the tournament. I don't really see it. They're not, like, competing. And on the offensive side of the floor, I mean, Hank, I don't know if you were able to watch this game today, but, I mean, they, they can't do anything. They scored 37 points against Rutgers on Thursday night. Like, they can't do anything on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and it's strange when you think about when we started uh, this basketball season, we started talking about it. We were kind of thinking this was a really surprisingly good team. I mean, yeah, they come out of the gate. I think they were ranked they beat four Duke. at one point. Yeah, yeah they, they beat Duke and – they were kind of on a little bit of a roll there. And to see an Izzo coach team to kind of spiral downward this far at this point in the season is unbelievable. I mean, like you said, 37 points less in, the, in their previous game leading up to this one. I, I don't – there's not many D1 basketball scorers like that in a whole year, you know. And, and to see an MSU basketball team putting up numbers like that is – very, very hard to watch. It's the thing about it that is interesting too. I like, I don't see a solution. You thought maybe Hoggard like comes in, like he he didn't even get any minutes today. It looks like they brought Roger Watts back in the starting lineup, maybe trying to get him going a little bit. 
but he he is Roger Watts has struggled this year, and, and I think he's probably had a little bit of identity crisis on the offense end of the floor because Izzo's asking him, "Hey, can you facilitate for us? We need people to get like." But Roger Watts is one of the only guys on this team who can get his own shot off, and he's just not aggressive enough, which is odd. It really is because at the end of last year, he looked like this guy could leave. Michigan State after next year, if he has a good year, because last year he looked like a premier combo guard in the country playing off Cassius Winston. But I mean, playing with Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, replacing them was going to be hard. I just didn't think or they're eight and six right now. They play Iowa on Tuesday. They still haven't played Michigan. This could get ugly. Like this team could go below five. They, they looked like the second to worst team in the Big Ten. And I like, Hey, do you, like any lineup change or solution? Do you think Izzo needs to do, or just like you? you th- do you think there's one more tweak left? Because I think he's tried all the tweets; they just don't work. Well, it's, I mean, at this point, he's tried just about every combination. There, I mean, he's throwing guys. They played twelve guys. It's stupid. Yeah, That's the rotation is is ridiculously large already. I mean, I don't think there's any any way you change this with personnel. It's it's almost. At this point, you got to look at it and take a step back and think it's almost square peg round hole. Like something's got to give here. And it's not just, I don't think it is rotation anymore. I mean, maybe it's just style of play. Even if, if it, they can't score in the half, in the half court offense, that's no, it's, they it's really horrible can't. to watch. So maybe at this point, you got to take a step back and maybe this is a different team. Maybe we got to be a run and gun, full court pressure. You got to get creative, they, you know? I don't know. They they try – they can't run either. That's like the thing. They don't rebound either, as like a Michigan State team usually does. Um, I just – I think Izzo sometimes just overthinks – like, I think you got to cut this rotation down to eight. I said that the last couple of weeks. You can't just be playing all these guys. They get no feel. Like, Malik Hall and, and Marcus Bingham play awesome in the Rutgers game. And, and in the second half, Tom Izzo brings back Hauser and Kithier, who are basically – the reason Michigan State was on 15 to nothing to start the game against Rutgers. Like, that's just bad coaching by Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like, there's a whole, like, oh, Izzo's wash. Izzo's not, I'm not, it's one bad year in a really weird and difficult situation dealing like with the COVID like virus, like in a pandemic. Like, it's not easy what they're doing. And I, I understand that and I can understand why they could have this to be a fluky of it. But like, that stuff's on him. Like it, it, there's stuff you can control, and that's something you can control. You play Marcus Bingham and Malik Hall out of the half. They were like plus seven or something like that. They got Michigan State back in the game, and you put Hauser and Kithier right back in the game, and you're like, oh, game's over. Because I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. And I always hear, oh, Dwayne Stevens does the uh, rotations and stuff. Like this team's not that good. Play your best players the whole time, and I, and the problem is. They don't have, like, you never – like, Hauser looked, like, a little better today. He was a little bit more aggressive on the offensive side, offensive side of the ball. But he doesn't look comfortable in Michigan State system. Aaron Henry's Aaron Henry. Like, he's either going to have 22, be the best defensive player in the Big Ten, or he's going to have seven turnovers and it, it, it has no confidence in his jump shot. So, I, I, I think this team – I thought they would figure it out. I thought today was the day that, like, okay, let's relock in that Rutgers game more of a fluke because we didn't get to practice together and all that. I, I just don't see the team making the tournament, and it, it's I, I have no faith 
that they're going to be able to go on Tuesday to Iowa and even compete. These teams aren't close right now. And I understand they, they had 23 days after COVID not practicing. That, that is a valid excuse. But, like, the compete level on the offensive side of the ball and the defense is just not there either. Like, this is supposed to be a good defensive basketball team, and they're just not. Well, I will say to start at the start of this game, I did like the energy that they they came out. Yes, of, they played of the, hard of the jump with. Yeah, the whole really the whole way through, they the energy level was pretty good, um, especially on the defensive end. But energy is not putting shots through the basket. I mean that. It's, yeah, they can't. They can't shoot. They can't shoot. Right. I I don't know what their field goal percentage is, but it's got to be just just beyond reckoning. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rocket, Rocket's not a shooter. That's just not what his game is. He's a scorer, and you got to get him into areas where he feels more comfortable because I just think he looks uncomfortable, and I think Hauser looks uncomfortable too. But, like, what Izzo is trying to do, I think we've always talked about, like, what big mans do you go to? I think you got to play Bingham and Marble a lot more, and Marble plays hard. You saw today at the end of the game, after he kind of got benched, the last couple of days, like you got I, marbles and Izzo slash Michigan State type of guy, where he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's strong. He can rebound, and this is what that team needs. And you're right, Hank. In the half court, they can't do anything, so they better go out and run. They got to do it out in transition. And I think yeah. those two big guys enable the guards a little bit more to do that. And I think Hoggard's still got to continue to start. I understand. I, I think Izzo is trying to just. Wake up, Rocker Watts a little bit and say, hey, man, I, I, let's reassert you into the starting lineup and see how this goes. Maybe this jump starts. At, and it, it didn't really work today. I mean, you saw a little bit more flashes of him being a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end. But I, I, I think Hoggard's the point guard. I mean, you can play Foster for 10 minutes, but like Hoggard and Rocket are your backcourt right now. And Langford's looked a lot better than I, I thought he would earlier in the season, but it's it's just it's they're hard to watch, they're really hard to watch because offensively they have no one they can throw it down low to, and the guards create no angles or what like the ball like you always see these stats about Michigan State basically having like an assist on everything because they have no one who can create for themselves this year and they have no one who can create for others like Cassius Winston. One of Michigan State's best point guards and one of the Big Ten's best point guards the last ten years. He traded for everyone, and they they still have not filled that void. Well, to your point, I think what everybody is waiting for, what what the players waiting, what Idol's waiting for, is just someone with a little bit of veteran leadership to take the reins when they're in the half court and kind of not even just direct traffic, but just have some confidence with the basketball. Yeah, I mean everybody everybody gets the rock and they look almost scared and they want to get rid of it as soon as they can. There's no flow. There's no consistency. There's no aggression in attacking the, the defense. They need somebody, and I don't know who it's going to be because it's not going to be Aaron Henry. It doesn't look like right now. It, maybe Joe well, Henry, Henry. Henry is I, – I think Hauser's the guy, but I, I don't know what they're doing with him. Like, Well, well either one of them – neither one of them have, have stepped up to the plate yet, at least. I mean, you could – Henry say, has like, his games, though. Like, Hauser – I... on, Early on, it was Henry. The first six games, or whatever, when they were playing, it, Henry was the guy. You were watching; he had the ball, and you know he had the capability to score every time he had it. Yeah, when you're watching I, this offense now, it's it's nowhere near that. I mean, it's watching different. Henry before the break, he looked like he was taking a step. You're like, oh, okay, he's had confidence in his shot, and, and he's able to get in the lane because he can get in a lane. The problem with Henry is he turns the ball over just way too much. I just want to get back to like. 
I get it. It's a 12 year agency. It's fluky. I just want people to like, and I think people are. This a lot of this stuff falls on Izzo. Them not going out and getting a point guard in the draft transfer portal last year when you understood that Rocket's not really a point guard, Foster Lawyer is limited, and you got a freshman in AJ Hodder that's probably not ready to fill a huge role his first year. Like, what Tom Izzo freshman point guard other than Drew Neitzel? as Tom and stepped up into the plate, like, and immediately just played 25 minutes, maybe Kalen Lucas too, but those two guys are extraordinary players. It's hard for, to expect AJ Hodder to take the majority of Cassius Winston's minutes for a team that played with Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman in the last two. You know what I mean? Like that he put his players in a bad position. And I, I get that no one's jumped off the page and separated themselves with this rotation just ha- I I don't care if it's like the not the guys I think should be fun. Just cut the rotation down because none of these guys have a feel. It's clear, mm-hmm. no feel. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah, there's I, definitely it, no there's no rhythm at all with this no. team, and there's zero. No, there's no confidence with them playing with each other. And like you said, I agree. I think you do have to cut whittle it down. You somewhat. have to. Yeah, have to. And I I've been on I've been one of the guys that's kind of been saying don't give Langford the minutes he's been getting. But he when they that. he did look better today. When they started the game today, I actually liked the five that was out there. I know yes. Rocket, they had Rocket at the point. They had Rocket at the point, and that's not ideal. But nothing about this season is ideal. And I think if you have to play Rocket at the point, then do it. You know, yeah. At this point, you have to just take your medicine, and I, and move forward positively somehow. I the lineup I did like Hank that they played at the end of the game was Rocket. I think it was Rocket, Laneford, Henry. Hauser and Marble. And I, I, I think I've seen that lineup very minimal times. I like that lineup. And, and I think that's a lineup you could start going forward with mm-hmm. because I, I like Marble is not an offensive like juggernaut, but like you throw it down to him in a block, I'm confident that he's not going to take a horrible shot. Like Thomas Kithier doesn't even look for his offense. And, and, and Joey Hauser is getting a double every single time he's down in the block. So they, they have to be more creative too in finding him ways. Get open three point looks. I don't think they've done a very good job of that either. So I, I it's it's nauseating talking about this Michigan State basketball team right now. We'll talk about it next week a little bit more, but it, there's not much, not a whole lot to say. Izzo hasn't been great. This team doesn't have a guy who stepped up at all, basically, except Aaron Henry for that four game stretch. And, and, and this team looks like it's destined to miss the tournament for the first time in, I believe, 25 years which is pretty yeah. remarkable and tells you how driven coach Tom is always, but it, it, they're, they're going to miss the tournament right now. If they continue to play like this and their schedule doesn't get easier. It gets harder. They've yet to play Michigan yet. Who's probably the best team in the conference yet to play Illinois yet to play. I like they're going to have opportunities to get themselves back in the tournament discussion. But like, do I have any faith that this team can figure it out? I have zero. Well, I, I, it would be a complete 180 from what we're seeing right now. And that's no, not yeah. likely they would also need probably they would need a great showing in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and yeah. that might not even happen because they might cancel. Right, that's true. Do the COVID stuff, but I, I don't know. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, they play Iowa at seven o'clock on FS1 on Tuesday. But that was a little Michigan State basketball talk. Um, we're gonna move in talk a little Super Bowl talk before we get out of here. Quick, Rena White today. A little short notice, late notice with all the things going on at the station. Didn't really have a ton to talk about either. Unless, hey, unless, hey, do we want to talk about Patrick Reed's burner account? 
That that was pretty funny. But Did I heard it was it? his wife. I heard it was his wife actually. It had to be his wife, right? It could have been him too. I don't know. Well, someone told me that it was first posted on his main verified account. Yes, it and was. And then deleted. So maybe that wasn't unless his wife has his login. But. I don't doubt that based on the fact if you've heard some stories about their relationship. But Patrick Reed, I, I he won by five shots too. I, I don't know what happened. I think he had a rules violation or something. And Patrick Reed, like there's been notable times where he's been caught like cheating. Right, right. Like, right. like it, 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 taking practice runs and bunkers and stuff like that. All that stuff Dolph Hardos don't like, especially me because I'm a Dolph Hardo. But like Patrick Reed, it, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Patrick Reed is good for golf. Anyone who doesn't think that is like to have a guy that everyone just like, I don't like this guy. Like people know they they talk they question if he's like going to be on the Ryder Cup and he's a top ten American player like every year and they're like, oh, we have to play in the Ryder Cup with this guy. Like all the Amer- they, all the American guys I like, don't like. It's awesome. I love it. Well, what made this story even better is that McElroy did the exact same thing, literally like a couple, I, hours, a couple hours later. And, you know, there was no, no, I mean, eventually they had to go back and look at it, but it, it was just funny the way that Reed was received when, you know, someone like McElroy, who's kind of universally loved, did the same exact thing without any of the, the backlash. Well, the thing that's funny about this too is that, uh, it's just it's fun. Did you see the tweet he had about like John Rom? It was like it had some, it was like no, it's what's more disgraced, Callaway signing John Rom or his shirt or something. It was just something really funny like that. <laughs> it was like he was so salty about John Rom being a Callaway guy. It was so funny. Uh, uh, before we talk about the Super Bowl, I'm an idiot, and this like just be my scatterbrain noodle brain. That we probably should have led the show with this. Matthew Safford got traded to the Los oh, right. Angeles Rams. That the Rams. was notable. That was notable. Yes. The Lions hit a third round pick this year, two future firsts, and Jared Goff. So, I, I, Hank, your initial thoughts being the non Detroit Lions right. fan on the Dream and White Report team. Yeah, my non biased opinion looking at the uh, the summation of the trade here. What it, does that word mean? Hank? Yeah, well, I don't know if I used it correctly, but I'm, I'm trying to say like I'm balancing both sides, you know, there's like yes. weighing both sides here. And it looks like the Rams just went all in. For yep. Matt Stafford. I mean, they, they gave up the farm for Matt Stafford here, thinking mm-hmm. they're going to Super Bowl next year, which very well could be. I, I have said, and I think a lot of people have said this year, that the Rams are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team already. I mean, they're, they're pretty well put together, you know, yeah. and, and to put themselves in a position to make the Super Bowl. Um, and Stafford, we've been saying for years, is a quarterback or a Super Bowl quarterback, you know, with the right, with the right offense, with the right team. So this is his chance, you know, it's kind of, he's still, I mean, how old is he? He's not, he's not, he's, I wouldn't call his prime, but he's, he's at that age where, you know, there's no excuses as far as, you know. Yeah. Well, no, this is going to be, this is going to be literally what like half Detroit, like Lions fanboys for Safford are, Hey, guess what? He's got that defense. He's Mm -hmm. got weapon. He's got a Cooper cup. Yeah. Like he's got a team. Like, they could, they should be a contender from like the get go once he steps into LA. So I, I mean, from a Lions standpoint, love the deal. Yeah, two first round picks. I mean, they're probably gonna be mid to mid, like late round first round picks. That's fine. I mean, it's it, having those first round picks, especially on a team that I think might be the worst team in the NFL next year. Uh, I, you got to do that. You got to, you got to build for the future. Um, 
I was impressed by that by Brad Holmes and everyone in the front office. I like the idea of taking a chance on golf. And, and, and I'm not saying golf is the long-term solution for this team, but if he has a nice year and the Lions are like, we're not in the position to compete and, and we kind of want a younger guy at the helm, let's deal him and get another asset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the treatment that some, I think Dre or golf gets of being some like wasted asset is just not accurate. I think he could possibly be an asset. He has a lot of talent and I, Sean McVay, I understand he has an unbelievable system, whatever, like when, when Sean, before Sean McVay got there, everyone was like, Oh, golf is the biggest bust they've ever seen. Like he he's unplayable and stuff like that. I, I, I just, if you've watched Jared golf, I think he's just more than a system quarterback. I don't think like he, I, I, I just don't think he's terrible. Anyone that thinks he's terrible. I, I don't think he's watched enough Rams games. Like he has his moments with the turnovers. They're not great, but there's there's stuff there. There is stuff there. Well, and like you said, he's probably not the long term solution, but he no, is a great. I, definitely he's a, not. He's a great option to have in the interim. Um, yes. So, so he, that I think that was pretty pretty savvy move by the Lions to to pick him up in that trade. But my question for you is, as a Lions fan, are you hoping they go quarterback still in the draft? That's I mean I I don't think they're going to now, which I don't hate. Because I, 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 people love the quarterback depth in this draft. I just think if you're not going to get Fields, then don't do it. Like, it, like. But they might. They could get Fields. If Fields is there, I would take him. I would. And then you just kind of deal with golf and whatever. But like, I, I, I don't hate the golf part of the deal too. I think people are not talking about that enough. They're all talking about like, oh, first round. Like, the golf isn't it? That's interesting. And, and like that will give you like the Lions fans when, when you the whole like option of trading Stafford you're like this team's gonna be unwatched like they're they're gonna have a, some like Jimmy G or someone come in and play oh like golf's interesting he can become like I, I'm gonna tune in and be like can golf like actually play in a system not ran by Sean McVay let's see let's see this let's see if he can become an asset so I I don't know I I I like it for the Rams people are like oh that's a terrible trip like. Who cares? Like, guess what? Jared uh, Jared Goff, as like as much as I talked him up, Matthew Stafford's ten times better than him. Not ten times. He's he's a little bit better than him. And, and I think for the first time, Stafford's gonna get some actual national media attention. And, and all these people are like, "Oh, Stafford doesn't win a big game or stuff like that." Are gonna see how good and talented he is. So I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. It was a good move by the Lions. And, and, and did you see that report today, Hank? That it was uh. Stafford said, I, I'm fine with being traded anywhere except New England. I did see that. And that is, you know, kind of a kick on the way out the door for Matt Patricia. I think, I think that's what it was aimed at. Well, at I mean, I don't, Martha Ford, what were you thinking? Hired Patricia, Bob Quinn. I mean, yeah. he just seems like the worst coach ever. He might be up there. Just an all-time bad coach. Is that, I mean, they just demolished a talented roster. So shout out to Matt Patricia for that, for ruining the last three years <laughs> of Matthew Stafford in a Honolulu blue jersey. But before we go, I said we talked a little Super Bowl. Last week we kind of talked about it. We're like, yeah, the, the Packers have to win. They didn't. And, Hank, I don't know about you, I, I like – Aaron Rodgers gets his treatment of being the most talented quarterback ever and stuff like that. And he's like, he's awesome. I agree with a lot of that. Like he's one of the better quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life, but like 
he's not going to get to a second Super Bowl. Like yeah. he's not going to get like I. And I know that's I sound like an idiot coming from a Lions fan, but like they've had the opportunities. They should have won that game against Tampa. They should have. There's no question. This is pretty detrimental to a guy like Aaron Rodgers' legacy. I don't think he's getting a lot of the brunt of the blame or anything like right now. But the fact that yeah, he didn't get. He's probably not going to get to a second Super Bowl, and he lost that opportunity at the hands of Tom Brady. It it just doesn't it, it doesn't look good for. I guess the resume of when they're talking about who the greatest is and all that, but I, I will play devil's advocate a little bit here. And, you know, Drew Booth is another guy who we, we hold up and he only played in that one Super Bowl. And yeah, you know, so, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't disagree with you. I, I, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I thought there was one or two drives there where he could have put a stamp on that game and he just kind of was pedestrian, which is, I mean, so whatever, I'm just saying, don't don't try and tell me he's uh, this, all that, and whatever. He's the most talented. He's the best to play the position if, if he can't do that in the biggest part of that game. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers like doesn't have the clutch gene, something that, let's skip Bayless would say. I'm just saying, it's just, I thought he would have came through for them late in that game. They weren't able to do that, but well, whatever. Take it from a guy who, I was home last week, so I was kind of in in the midst of, of the Packers. And after country. The Packer fallout. And so I'm hearing left and right to talk about that holding call at the end. But for me, it's I don't want to hear it because that offense, that Packers offense had their opportunities. I mean, I'm not even just talking about that, the final drive where they didn't kick the – or they kicked the field goal or Rodgers didn't run it in on third down. What about the three turnovers, the three picks that happened in that second half? And they got like three points off of them or something like that. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I, you can't put it all on – you can't put that whole game on one flag that was a penalty. Yeah, it, it was, was. I was – that was annoying. It was like the, yeah. everyone's like they were they were calling it all day. That wasn't – like the other ones – yeah, those were penalties too, but they weren't in plain sight. If you're an official and it you was see so a penalty obvious, yeah. in plain sight, you have to call it. I'm sorry. And also at that point of the game, you have to call it. People were like freaking out. Like, if the Buccaneers lost and that play, that holding wasn't called, I there'd even be a bigger like up. Right, it'd it. be a so. bigger deal if they lost because they didn't call that. But yeah. that's also to say, even if they did turn the ball over right there, that Packers offense didn't look like they were ready to score. No, after getting a after. Bucks have a good defense, over. man. Yeah, They're talented. I I don't think I don't think that that call changed the outcome of the game. No. Nearly as much as people want to want to say it did. I think the Buccaneers were the better team the whole game, and Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have Tom Brady credit. I, I and I'll give him credit by the fact I like by no man did he like take him there himself, but like he's the reason they had this culture change. Like uh, him and Bruce, like you give Bruce Arians some credit, but you give Tom Brady the majority of it because guess what? Everyone wants to play mm-hmm. with Tom Brady because he's a winner. And the go to his tenth Super Bowl is just miraculous to me, and, and, and it's not giving credit. He kind he can't, he's kind of won the falling out from New England. Like I don't think he really like. They, I I don't think he left New England in bad terms. It was just more like okay guys, like it's time for me to pay me pay me. If you're not gonna pay me, I'm just gonna go somewhere else. And guess what? It, it looks like Tom Brady was an ingredient. To, uh, to New England success over the last 20 years. So I, I, I and I know that's not some, that's a scorching take or it's not a scorching take or anything. I'm just saying good for Tom Brady. I mean, not the biggest fan 
of Brady as he's a Michigan man. But, I mean, he – he like, when Peyton Manning won his second title with, like, Denver, he was done. Like, everyone knew that, too. Like, he's like, this mm-hmm. isn't Peyton Manning. He, he's washed. Brady, Brady, like, has some juice left. You could tell, like, physically at least. Oh, like, yeah. It, I mean, with Bruce Arians, obviously, kind of having that, that go-for-it mentality, Brady is showcasing a, a long ball better than he did since he had Randy Moss, probably. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean and that's got How first of all, what is what were what was Green Bay doing on that Scotty Miller touchdown? I don't. Know. Well, that was uh, King, right? That was the name of the the cornerback. He, yeah, he was I don't know. Getting what exposed doing. all day. They're calling for his head up in up in Packer Country, as you call it. They're, they're they want him gone. They're giving the him the Brandon Bostic. Like you remember the Brandon Bostic play where he the against Seattle where it was on the onside kick and yeah, went his hands. That's what they're, they're giving him the Bostic treatment where they want they want his head on a silver platter, but. Anyways, back back. I do want to kind of touch on Tom Brady for a second because, like you said, they took he took a seven and nine team, and I know that they had some other assets added to the team in the offseason. but at face value, you added Tom Brady, and I mean, who else really contribute? Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette, I guess. Well, Fournette's been really good for them in the playoffs, and he's yeah. got, he. He's had the longest four-year career, I think, in the history of the NFL. I feel like Fournette's been in the league for 10 <laughs> years. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, their defense is just flat-out really good, too. Right. Like just, but, I mean, Devin White's awesome. It, Murphy Bunting had a, re- a couple really nice plays. That Whitehead guy tossed two fumbles. Like, they're a very – Jr. has been, been great. Uh, he, was, he was out that game. But John, the, the D-line has been great, too. Pure Paul is awesome still. Right. Right. Which I, I did not envision after. I mean, he blew off two of his fingers. I didn't envision yeah. him still getting after the quarterback, tip him up. Like, and when he was first a uh, uh, New York Giant, he was incredible. And, and he's not at that like standpoint of his career, but he's really productive. And they, they I mean, Sue's been good up front. Um, Golson hasn't been bad up front for them. Shaquille Barrett is a good third down guy for pass rush. So, yeah, and that gets us in my Nets point. I mean, we're going to touch on this a lot more Nets week when we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Bucks. But do you think – do the Bucks have any chance to beat the Chiefs, Hank? Do you, are, you, are you buying in? I think it's the Chiefs, games, the Chiefs game to lose. But that's not to say they won't lose it. You know, I, I think, I think the, the Bucks have enough firepower or, you know, maybe just – Maybe it's just Tom Brady. I don't know. Maybe he's just a winner. I don't know. But I, th- I think they can make it a game. And if, if things go in their favor, yeah, I can see the Bucks winning. But if, if, I had to, if, if I had to make the bet right now, I can't put it against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's the thing. Uh, like, last week there was a whole lot of Buffalo. It's like, oh, Buffalo might win this one. Dude, <laughs> like, they're the, they're the Chiefs. And, and Mahomes yeah. is Mahomes. If Mahomes is healthy, you got to take Mahomes. Yeah, and, and, and I want to talk myself into this Tampa team because I actually think that on defensive side of the football, they match up pretty well with Kansas City because they, they got a lot of guys in the secondary to move. They're physical. They have really athletic linebackers that could – I mean, it's almost impossible to contain Kelsey, but, like, they could do their best. Like, that's probably the best version of that position that Kansas City has seen this year. And I think Brady can move the ball on the Chiefs defense, but at the end of the day – Am I really going to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? And, well, and the answer is no. I, I think to beat the Chiefs, it can't be a close game because the Chiefs always find a way well, that, that's to, win, a thing. to win the they, game. You know, They'll come back from any deficit. Right. They really well. So it would have to be just 
just blow the doors right off him. And I don't think that Tampa is a team that will do that to, no. to the Chiefs. You know, I just don't – I don't know. I, I don't think – I don't see that happening. I don't see it either. I, 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 it should be – it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. It's a good storyline Super Bowl. Right. Tampa being the first team to host a Super Bowl and play in it for the first time, which is pretty cool. But, I mean, it's the matchup almost everyone wanted to see, I think. I right. mean, I, I think they get the opportunity to see Rodgers versus Brady in the NFC Championship game and then get to see Mahomes take on Brady in the Super Bowl is exactly what the NFL wanted. To be honest, are you are you buying this this talk that I'm hearing on on the on the news networks that if Mahomes doesn't win this game, he can never be the goat? That's that's the the hype they're trying to create. Well, right I now. mean, I I've been on the record and I said this: Patrick Mahomes is the best football player I've ever seen. I don't think it's remotely right. close. And, and, and you can tell me like Brady's the most Brady's most accomplished. And, yeah. and, and, and guess what? Brady probably is the best player. The ever play football on paper. I'm just saying, from an eye test perspective and at their peak of their powers, I've never seen anyone as talented and just wills your team to win like Patrick Mahomes because he is just that good. He is just that dude. And, and I know he's got great weapons with Tyree Kill and, and Travis Kelsey, but I, I mean, it, it, it's not, he can do it. He. I, I can't talk like highly enough about like Patrick Holmes. That's a, I just he is so good, so good. So I, I I disagree with that. I mean, I I, I that's a, that's like something Skip will be saying. It's like, well, Mahomes <laughs> had an opportunity with a washed up Brady, and Brady still beat him. But I I I, I want to take the Bucks. I really do because I don't understand the line right now. I believe is at three. And I think it keeps moving down because I think it'll open at three and a half. Like, I I want to take the, the Bucks because it's fishy. And, and like, you're going to bet against Brady in the Super Bowl. Like, but, but at the same time, like, you watch Patrick Mahomes. If you bet against the Chiefs, you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Like, this, is, this is too easy for them. So you just don't overthink it. That's just uh, – I love uh, – I'm looking forward to it though. I think it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be like you said, the storyline is is the generational thing. It's kind of cool, you know. So. It is cool. But next week, uh I, I Trent should be back. We'll probably talk a lot more about the Super Bowl, do some prop bet stuff, have another Sparty Awards. I don't know. Uh, we got some good reactions from last week's Sparty Awards about the Nits sitcom. So maybe we'll go pop culture again. We'll see about that. But for Ryan Collins, Henry Menegos. This is the Green White Report. I do not know if we'll be live at 11 o'clock next week, but, I mean, keep it locked in with us. We'll either have a recorded podcast or have a live show at 11. We hope we'll be in the studio, but I, I, that looks pretty bleak at the, for the next couple of weeks. But thank you for listening. See you guys next week. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org sports.